0: Howda and welcome to the Take Your Meds podcast. I'm your host Gemma Rose. I'm a trauma recovery coach and founder of No New Things and Ritual, my online programs that transform your inner world. Season 2 of the podcast is all about the new paradigm of leadership. I've called in some pretty extraordinary millennials to chat this through esoteric, philosophical, spiritual, indigenous, and creative lenses to shift your mindset. Let's go. Welcome back to the Take Your Meds podcast. I'm so excited for today's episode because I'm sitting down with one of my dear friends, Michael Moore. And whenever we sit down together, I never really know where we're gonna go, but wherever we go, we always have a lot of fun. And I always feel like my mind and my heart and my spirit is expanded. So. I'm really excited for a philosophical chat. I'm excited that this chat is being recorded because I feel like we have so many chats where I'm just like, this is a podcast episode. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kjelda, and welcome to the podcast. Thanks for coming on. Um, yeah, how are you? What's alive?
1: Mm. Well, I think first it's a, without, you know, any clicheism. It's a complete honour to be here. I realise that I haven't, um, you know, been taking up opportunities to speak on any platform, and this is the first in a long time. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of a lot of learning, a lot of quiet time, a lot of going in, um, being introspective and, and being with myself, and just quietening the voice for a little bit, but. This feels good and right, and this is a great space to to come back and share a few things that I've been um, mulling over. Mm. Uh, what's present now? Um, yeah, I, I, we were just talking earlier about um, just walking that fault line of, of nerves and excitement. Mm-hmm. I really feel like this is a friend chat. hmm Yeah. Yeah. It makes me feel a lot more comfortable.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: Philosophical is like, oh, okay. But
0: that's the nature of our friendship, I would say. It's philosophical and spiritual and multidimensional and Mm. all the things. And yeah, it's really beautiful to hear, you know, you've been in this process and you've been going inward. You've gone through a season of a lot of change Mm -hmm. and I know creatively as well you know, really pulling back on your um sharing your words mm. and and yeah, really considering the ways that your creativity wants to move through you. So feel really honored that this is the first time that you've come to share and speak in a public platform. So thank you for that. Oh good. Um I kind of want to talk about creativity. I didn't realise that was gonna happen, but what have been some of the big um reflections for you in going from a really expressed place with your creativity and sharing it often with others Hmm. and sharing it in a way that's really potent and powerful. And for people listening, like humble brag, (laughs) you're like spoken word poetry champion. Is that how we phrase it? What's (laughs) the title?
1: Um, I mean, I have been in the past and that was kind of for the realm of slam poetry. Yeah. Um, but then I think I kind of evolved into just uh, the practice of spoken word and then deeper into Indigenous storytelling as I, as I went on. So I was able to um, take up residencies in, uh, in Padway, uh, Alice Springs, and in uh, Banff in, in Canada and those were transformative life experiences.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm.
0: And you speak with so much humility. You know, seeing you in your flow with poetry and words is remarkable, like it's, It's like goosebumps when you go into that place and then share it. And so, you know, you speak really humbly about these things, but, you know, you are incredibly potent and powerful in the ways that you share and express your creativity. And so I'm curious, you know, going through the season of introspection and not sharing that when it has become something you've mastered – what has that been like for you, and what have you learned in that process of mm. shifting the ways that your creativity moves through you?
1: Yeah, it feels like you know, and I've only just started to kind of look back retrospectively on this introspective journey like very recently. Like, it just felt like I was just there, mm. just away from sharing um, and my physical environment has changed a lot too that matches up with a kind of break away from my experience of I guess um, society uh, and then how society threaded into poetry Mm -hmm. um, into spoken word into the spoken word realm into slam poetry space and maybe more than that Mm -hmm. is my perception of society and how it threaded in and mm-hmm. my experience of and um, from an individual kind of centering. Um, I mean, I, I don't mean to diss the ego, but yeah, from an ego, I think potentially this conversation can dig into um, a zoom out of ego and some of the ways that it actually can serve us. But right now mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> in, this, mm-hmm. in this context and, and particularly looking back, um, my ego and how it kind of was sewn into mastering a thing
2: Mm -hmm.
1: oh that's a good insight yeah um and 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 then the external like how the external was informing where and and why i would show up to events and and how i was wanting to perform and
0: what do you mean by the external um like things that were offered as doorways to you to walk through
1: or I think money definitely one thing right money, yeah. money energy yeah you know it was like how can I specialize this mastering of this skill so that I can make money from it yeah I think that was echoing in the background mm-hmm. um and you know particularly when I took on a mortgage mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah uh that was definitely echoing in the in the background um and I didn't like that noise mm-hmm You know, it was really interfering with what I felt was such an authentic process for me. Mm -hmm. And for me, I mean, poetry was really sacred. Mm -hmm. It was a tapu space for me to really um, draw out personal testimony um, and to, you know, articulate my human experience. Mm -hmm. Um, And it felt like um, that I was starting to really uh, become... Unaware of the sacred nature, I was disconnecting from the sacred nature of mm. why why I was writing. Um,
0: because of those external forces. Yes, and yeah, the, oh, yeah
1: and then I was misinterpreting as well. Mm-hmm. What was an external force, and what was my perception of an external force? So, mm. mm-hmm. Like I was now assigning things like um, the world of academia lens over over my own poetry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like almost embodied voices and people that I met mm-hmm. along the way uh, as if that, you know, like, um, as if these, you know, people, structures, the structure of academia, all of that was, well, essentially was saying that, you know, what I'm doing is is not enough or what I'm doing is not right or, mm-hmm. or how I write and how I contribute to poetry is his is fault. There's f- faults and flaws in it of some some degree, and that really started to weave in, and I think, mm-hmm. you know, with a lot of self-doubt with mm-hmm. a lot of... Because um, there's two sides to that way of thinking, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's the hearing it, the noise, and then there's the zoom out of watching the noise play out.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, <laughs> you know, and, and then the essential nature or the essential question comes up is, you know, like, where am I, what, where am I feeding this, like, where am I Mm -hmm. giving energy to this kind of, um, perception of what it is that I'm doing, Mm -hmm. Mm.
0: what is the part of me that resonates with this,
1: yeah, that's right, Mm -hmm. yeah, and I was like, man, I don't know, Mm -hmm. I need to step, step away, Mm -hmm. um,
0: And I can imagine that would have been pretty challenging when you're at that level of mastery with it as well, even though your internal world Mm. was struggling with the ways in which you were creating externally, having so much validation and so many invitations to share that. That would have been a challenging space to be like, I've kind of reached this mastery. Mm. And you can always grow and stretch and evolve in your art. But to reach a certain level of mastery and then to be like, yeah, I'm gonna take some time. Like that would have been, or was it challenging to like?
1: I think yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very, very challenging. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think it was one of those kind of transformative, um, metamorphic, metamorphic kind of moments in my in my life. Nice, you know, where you, the death rebirth cycle, mm-hmm. and I think I'm, I think I'm still moving through that. Yeah. Um,
0: what part of you had to die?
1: I mean, it's got to be this kind of. This negative side of the ego, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, it's more than poetry. Poetry is just how I articulate the religion of my life.
0: Poetry is how I articulate the religion of my life. Mm. Um, so the dark side of the ego. What Yeah. part of the ego, do you feel like talking about that? Yeah,
1: okay, yeah sure. Yeah? I think it's this part that is connected to, you know, not having a dead. Uh, it's connected to, you know, the external affirmation
2: mm-hmm.
1: It's connected to um, fragility of the inner child mm. um, And I was just noticing the language of the, the world was changing mm. And that, um, you know, we think about kindness, compassion We think about courage and vulnerability and particularly in Tialtani, you know, in the in the space of men, where we do a lot of work, mm-hmm. um, this language was now infiltrating in the best of ways. Mm-hmm. You know, in the best of ways.
0: And which language? Sorry, just to clarify. You know,
1: the, the things like compassion, vulnerability, and they were taking on like new facets and aspects of like um, the heroic connotation. Mm-hmm. So now to be vulnerable had this connotation of also being heroic in the world.
2: Mm.
1: And I was getting really confused about, you know, I was just these noticings. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And I kept, you know, again, is this my lens? Is this my, is this how I'm looking? Is this how I'm resonating with what's in front of me? Mm. And I was like, man, I've been vulnerable for so long doing the, just the raw, testimonial poetry for so long, like way out on a limb. Mm. You know, like from the years of footy, you know, and then just way out on a limb over here, just being vulnerable on my own for so long mm-hmm. to watch it be taken up by everybody and then be transmuted into this kind of heroic thing. And mm. I was just like that that's feeling really uncomfortable. For mm-hmm. <laughs> one. Um but also honoring that that was just an amazing thing that was now moving through um, the spaces of men we all worked, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, um, and just seemed like it was spreading throughout the world, this, this higher consciousness around kindness and compassion.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's how, I know you're in flow, I know you're in mm. flow, but there's something there around like when the whole world validates that level of vulnerability, it reinforces the superiority that comes from it. In the world, if you're not noticing what's going on internally Mm -hmm. and to hear your awareness about the process for you to be vulnerable in a courageous way that is about driving more compassion or vulnerability or courage and seeing how it hits and how it lands with others and what it does to move their spirit and what it does to shift their mindset and what it does to transform the ways that they relate to other people. But to understand the cost internally with mm-hmm. your ego mm. is a really interesting noticing, and that you then decided to do something about that,
1: yeah, yeah, they felt like there was a deeper layer mm-hmm. and um you know been cultivating these friendships that have allowed me to kind of take that layer back another another piece, you know, build okay. that layer back another piece, and then sit with. As our as our good friend um, Malicio, talks about fragility,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and fragility, you know, like in a social context, now connotes with privilege. Like it has this counterweight of privilege mm-hmm. in the in the modern context, at least from what my thirty six year old eyes, when I'm looking at social media, you know, there's this this balance of privilege and fragility.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: How do you see that?
1: Um, you know, when we talk about Um, male fragility, things like this, Mm -hmm. and then, which also echoes then on the flip side, male privilege, Mm -hmm. Um, and that felt like a far more uncomfortable place for me to sit, Mm -hmm. and it felt right to burrow out that space in myself,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: that more fragile, more uncomfortable place to sit, so that love can flow in
2: Mm
1: -hmm. a little bit deeper. Mm. Because I was struggling to get past the connotations I would now assigned to vulnerability and Mm -hmm. courage. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: This feels really sacred. Mm. Really sacred.
2: Yeah,
1: and so that's where my introspection has been. Mm. With my own fragility, which is an echo of my own privilege. Mm. And finding now that I am proud of the work I've done as an individual. As a as a man on his own,
2: mm-hmm.
1: as Tani Kiroti Tivana, you know, on solo, you know, our, our Atua Tani the Atua who went into the would go to rest under the the you know the bosom of his mama to be in Wananga with himself, but at some point he came out to be with the siblings, to be in relation, mm-hmm. to be relating to others, to be in relationship.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: over these deep ponderings that he's been doing in the infinite dark, you know, mm-hmm. um, encouraged by pff, just a speck of light in the infinite dark. Mm. And, um, you know, even even to get to a point where I felt worthy enough to echo my
2: own life journey alongside
1: the journey of our atua has been a echo in it itself. Mm. Um, but I feel like that is, well, I feel like that is sacred divine mm-hmm. calling. Mm-hmm. For everybody. But uh, yeah, that's a. <laughs> that, but yeah. that is a whole.
2: Like <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: That, that's a whole episode. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I can, I can deal with my fragility when it's me and myself, and that's mm-hmm. all good. But I'm finding it difficult to deal with that fragility in relationship. I hear you. And relating to others. I hear and, you. And uh, a lot of my poetry to bring that kind of full circle is an encouraging personal empowerment, I guess, is mm-hmm. encouraging through inspiration and through embodiment of a way of being,
2: mm.
1: through and then articulated and sound and resonant word, mm-hmm. um, a place and a state that I'm finding hard to actually be in relationship, mm-hmm. and so the and so the poetry, the poet, the articulations that I actually that that I want to share with people now have just not quite formulated
2: I'm mm. just in
1: I'm moving through the death and, and rebirth cycle at the moment holy shit
0: holy shit mm. for like every word that you just shared had a whakapapa like everything is so nuanced mm. And there's so much depth to have had the space to reflect and come to those realisations in every word. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just feeling the depth of that. And I guess I I want to honour you for the journey that you've already travelled to get to this place. And that's huge. Many people will not decide to pick up. the armor and go and fight those battles those internal battles go and face those traumas go and heal from uh just shitty things that have happened and you've done a lot of that already and what i'm hearing is that you still choose to pick up the armor and go again Mm. and that you understand that your healing is lifelong that you get to keep putting that armour on, Mm. keep finding more burrows Mm. and keep calling the light into the darkness so that you can Mm. communicate where you've gone and inspire others to come. And I think that's the power of your creativity and the power of the way that you use poetry is you know from a self-governing perspective, from a self-leadership place, where you have hit the edge Mm -hmm. of your ability to alchemize particular experiences Mm -hmm. and you are in a place of mastery of the alchemization of that. And then in that self-governance, in that self-leadership, that introspection, that noticing of the ego, finding comfort, finding superiority, finding righteousness in that place you can notice that and then go right we're gonna go on a journey again and you bring back what you find yeah which i love so much because in that you inspire so many other people to get curious about the burrows mm. and where they can bring light into their darkness so i want to honor you for that because it's huge
1: well Do you just summarize that now <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Thank All right. You. So
0: that's today's <laughs> episode.
1: Uh, nah. <laughs> nah. Thanks. I, I really appreciate it, and to to have that soundboarded back it just it means heaps. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. It. I mean the the um, being able to write. You know, being able to um, share as I did before. You know, like it got to this point where people were like, you know, like the things that I was writing, um, like made people sad. Mm. It made them emotional, and there, but there was an echo of 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 kind of how that light wanted to move through. Mm -hmm. It was um, shades of well, shades of light. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But I wanted to be able to strengthen. That being communicated through, and I realised that that was a position of, of being. Mm-hmm. Like that I was listening to the ultimate um, Khalil Brown on the way over, and they just talked about um, that life is the is our religion and our temple.
2: Mm. It's like
1: everyday life is our religion and our
2: temple. Mm. Mm.
0: That's interesting. You share that. Mm. This last week, I listened to a um another Aubrey Marcus podcast. And they had these guests on. They spoke into life as a curriculum, which is really cool to hear this now. Life is a religion.
1: Yeah, it uh, is our religion and, and, and temple. Mm. And I've been trying to find ways to articulate like, the living, mm-hmm. like the being. The and being. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it felt like such an extraordinary task when I first moved away from the mastery of art making and creativity to now want to move into articulating creation.
0: Boom! Mm. Mm. I feel like when you first articulated that to me in our chats over the last six months, I like put it on the whiteboard because it took it <laughs> took a bit for me to feel the difference between creating and creation. Mm. Can you speak into that a little bit? What this noticing has been for you?
1: Yeah. Well, I I, I want to invoke um, and and from like. My position of being a baby in Tia Māori, you know, like it, it's a, I'm um, again another death and rebirth cycle, but being mm-hmm. reborn into te ao Māori and just, I think when you are reborn into te ao, into te ao Māori, you experience it like a baby experiences the world. Like there's just this over romanticization of all of these, things, <laughs> all of these things, and it's just so magical. Mm-hmm. You can literally just hum and sit on a word for a week and just mm-hmm. enjoy the magic of that word. Um yes, yeah, so some of my homies might be oh chill out <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but uh there is um uh, a practice that I that I work with um when it when I'm working with men uh on and young boys on, on rites of passage journeys in the bush. Um and one of the frameworks that we look at in in uh the Potomo Rites of Passage is uh, um to so which is the anatomy of the spirit and my knowledge of that is growing um, but I'm feeling like the key piece around when these bodies of knowledge are offered to us is how we interpret that through the lens of our own DNA mm-hmm. I think that's where <coughs> excuse me the I almost feel like when I when I'm listening to the to the world when I go outside my house listen to the wind watch the trees and do all the that stuff you know it, it i feel like that's what it is is trying to tell me mm-hmm. is that my unique position in this or mm-hmm. is important mm-hmm. that how i interpret what is moving through mm-hmm. the elements mm-hmm. which has been interpreted into you know doctrinated form if you if you like or into a cope up or into a framework in Māori or whatever language
2: mm-hmm.
1: that an essential part of that knowledge being interpreted or an essential part of Engagement and interaction with that knowledge is how it is completely absorbed and felt, experienced, felt,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: felt. Mm-hmm. You really? mm-hmm. felt, yeah, felt as well. Yes. Mm. Um. And so there is uh, within Te there is the uh, the Pu mm. our third eye, the the uh, the manua, our heart, and um, Oh, sorry. The Fatu Manua, our third eye, the Ngako Manua here in our heart, and the Pu Manua, just down here in our puku. Mm-hmm. My experience of that has been, uh, my personal experience of that, that framework has been um, that the Fatu Manua had come alive. So, now seeing the meta, the metaphor mm-hmm. and things, and I had been writing into metaphor and. Um, you know, in Indigenous storytelling we were we were taught to to honor the deities or speak for the deity. So my eye is open mm-hmm. and experiencing in the world and, and looking for metaphor and finding metaphor and, mm-hmm. and like you said, artifacts from the meta to bring over. Mm. You know, these light these light artifacts that exist in in the meta space, you know, and bring them over. Um and then and this was resonating in the heart. You know, I'd done the way the down into the heart and this was resonating in the heart and creativity was flowing out of of that space. But the articulations and the manifestations were a bit um, dispersed. Like it was really hard to zero in on a particular manifestation. Mm-hmm. And that's because down here in the puku, in the, where the pumanua resides, that place of creation I hadn't quite, um, yeah, myself. Like, it, like, I hadn't quite comprehended the distance between creativity and creation, mm-hmm. and the the next kind of layer of skill that it takes to f- to focal point, focal point manifest a gift from, you know, from the meta, mm-hmm. that to. to and as that moves through, that you realise that all of these things are in constant relation, mm. the whatūmano, the ngākaumano, the pūmano, that all of these things are in, in constant relation,
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and that the creation piece, as you would say, is who I be.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And this, And so I was experiencing poetry, for example, mm-hmm. creatively. Mm. and I was snatching, <laughs> you know, mm. um, extracting from the meta
2: mm-hmm.
1: the gorgeousness and beauty and language of the meta mm-hmm. and, uh, and having that move through into art mm-hmm. and I think subtle hints of,
2: mm-hmm.
1: of creation in there mm-hmm. but without the knowing and awareness, without the
2: mm-hmm.
1: felt sense that this was that this was a totality experience that can move through all of these three pieces. Mm. And that me being in creativity is the focal point. Mm. It's how the manifestation comes through to be creation. Or to be something that yeah, is created through me.
0: Because mm-hmm. it's not you. Mm. It's what moves through.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah,
0: and it is important to understand who you be because that is going to prohibit or enable how it
1: moves through. Mm. And it's that really that final piece, mm-hmm. you know, like because who I be is different in different spaces and places, mm-hmm. whenever wherever I am. Yeah, mm-hmm. you
2: know,
1: and so each state that i find myself in that this nako flow is is flowing between, between these three spaces and they talk about aroha being the flow
2: mm-hmm. about
1: love being the flow
2: mm-hmm.
1: so there's a there's a you know there's a relationship there between love
2: mm-hmm.
1: and and creation there's a oh so many things are
2: happening <laughs> <laughs> yeah Wow. Yeah,
1: and the, and you know, to really kind of um, kind of excavate from my personal experience, it it was a lack of self love, mm-hmm. also why I stepped away from poetry, also why I could notice and recognize, you know, in the flow of in this echo flow, that something was that that lack of self love was being that was was showing in what I was creating. Was showing in my poetry.
2: Mm. Yeah.
1: Mhm. Yeah. Potentially this is what was causing the sadness, causing the emotion by people that could see and feel. Mm. The lack of that.
2: Mm. Mhm.
1: Yeah, so wow. just in real time here and now maybe that is the drop for me. <sighs> out. Mm.
0: And then the work linking back to what you're saying before, the work that you've done to go down that burrow, bring the light into the dark. Mm. How is that burrow connected to this journey of self-love?
1: Yeah, well, just a moment ago I was experiencing it like, oh, yeah, light into the dark for others, but it's light into the dark for myself. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I think that's the this kind of jostling between these two, mm-hmm. this kind of intro and, and external. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, I think there's something really powerful about being able to understand that part of your mission here is around experiencing life if i could in mm. these very simple words <laughs> not so much beauty or in wonder to them but they are my language um of being able to have a felt sense of the human experience and to articulate perhaps the transition points from one place to another mm. and what the bridge is to get there mm in terms of your inner reality and how that influences the external reality and in doing that being able to inspire others but the the it's not one without the other it's that you can inspire others but part of that edge or growth or evolution of that um, mission is to continue going deeper within your own experience And so for you in being able to bring more self-love into the world is about bringing more self-love into your own experience and documenting or noticing Mm. what it is that you discover in that burrow. Mm -hmm. And it's not to be so egoic in that your burrow is everyone's burrow, but perhaps those that are in resonance with your journey and your story may find some of the puzzle pieces in the ways that they will burrow from there
1: yeah and Does I that makes sense hundred yeah. percent yeah and I think that deeper I explore my own wounds you know the um the the more I understand kind of the, the wounds of others and and so it's a, so yeah again it's like it's important to travel the wound it's important to continue to excavate and go into the wound mm-hmm Um, Not just for connectivity, Mm -hmm. I mean, but also for your own personal human experience. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm. Because what happens when you do that? What becomes possible for you?
1: Totally. I mean, life expands. Mm. Mm.
0: Yeah, I feel like for me, you know, with doing my own trauma recovery work and then becoming a trauma recovery coach and then just kind of this insatiable curiosity around trauma – is just, I mean, yeah, it's really, it's really dark to feel into what you have suppressed, rejected, denied, explained away, disassociated from. But when you do in a really safe way, um, and giving yourself p- plenty of compassion, plenty of um, uh, time around that um what become what has become possible for me is like a level of playfulness with my life Mm. that is so fucking cool like (laughs) i think until i was able to sit with my trauma and traumas and that word's so loaded you know Mm. i think it's really stressful life experiences that we made sense of often by ourselves and then created a set of beliefs about what it means about us and the world and leaving our nervous system with an with an energetic charge that hasn't been able to be released so then we find ourselves wanting to you know drink more do drugs whatever disassociate whatever your responses to how you manage that emotion being stuck in the body but when I have gone and sat with it and allow myself to experience the emotion that wanted to be felt at the time and re-looked at Mm. the story that Mm. I made that situation mean Mm -hmm. to create something that is going to empower me towards expansion and activation of my highest good and my highest expression. Play of life. Like, And you would have seen it because you've been with me on this journey and you've (laughs) been key in this as well of like you creating a safe space for me to be able to explore that and unlock and reveal Mm. just the essence of who I am being okay, not wrong, not bad, but like all good. Mm. And that's so beautiful and such a sacred treasure that I have from our dynamic and our friendship. But what, becomes, what has become possible for me is, like, this level of play. Like, I've got these hobbies now where I go and do things for fun. You know, I'm down at the playground by myself swinging on the swing or, like, going to a friend's house to play in the pool or I've started doing a dance class or, like, the energy of who I be when I show up in a mm-hmm. space is playful and I'll laugh too loud and I'll be too much. But that's actually who I am at the core. And I feel like the more that I unpick and unpack these hard experiences that have created this this program of suffering, Mm. the more that I can experience joy and pleasure and fun and play. And it's like I can learn from that place. And that was the hardest thing actually in that transition of like, so you mean life isn't hard all the time, like when you recover from your traumatic experiences. And it's like, oh, but that's how I grow. That mm. was a big belief that I carried. And it's like, well, I value the ways that I reflect on my difficult experiences because they expand me so much.
2: Yeah.
0: And one of, the, one of the beliefs that I had to, and I got to re- rewire and work on was like, I get to grow from play. And I get to expand Mm. from joy. And I get to create from this place of, like, curiosity or in wonder. It doesn't always have to be in the hard and the suffering.
2: Mm.
0: Anyways.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm with you all the way. (laughs) Thanks for letting me speak that out. It's so true, though. Like, we we get to neutralize um, the story. And the story is often you know, coloured and built from a single event.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. Unaware mm. as well because we have been alone in that experience.
2: hmm
1: Yeah, that's right, yeah. And I feel like once it's kind of neutralised, made it, you know, kind of clear space, then the perspective can move to whatever you like.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. Into joy into wonder, into the needs of the event, into the needs of the state of being that was there at the time, mm-hmm. like the inner child, for example,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and the stories and attachments that we have with the with the inner child, at least in my experience, you know, mm-hmm. and they get to shift and move and be, you know, and it, to, to a point of joy and wonder if that's mm-hmm. if that's where we want to start rewriting. Mm-hmm. Mm.
0: Yeah, so true. Well, as my felt experience, anyways. Mm. Not that that's everyone's. Um, and I'm, I'm curious, I keep feeling this burrow. It's like the burrow just keeps coming back and it's like the light in the burrow. <laughs> and I'm curious because this, this podcast, this season, is really about the new paradigm of leadership and wanting to speak into perhaps nothing new about it, but um, the, the levels of self-leadership that enable you to show up in the world from a place of groundedness Mm. to your mission and that you are not in the way of what wants to move through you and how that is helpful and of service and healing to the collective and to the planet and so what feels alive and what feels present in that overarching theme is your burrow and I'm just curious to see if you're open to exploring that a little bit more in terms of how you have created mm. safety for yourself to go into the burrow mm-hmm. and what you've had to face in bringing light to the darkness in there because mm. i know you've mentioned in a child i know you've mentioned your dad um mm. i'm yeah i'm curious to see what's in that tunnel. And it may not be around safety in that journey, but to just open it up and see.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. It, is it cool to do kaupapa drops? Like NNT yeah. NNT drops?
2: <laughs> Straight up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean then moving through no new things with yourself. And um you know, uh you and I, you know, we were able to go on a um well I was able to journey with you on a guided he into some really deep parts of my myself mm-hmm. um, and I think they were some you know they were definitely the most avoided boroughs that that are, you know are here with my capable comprehension mm-hmm. uh and I think self leadership looked like um you know in that regard looked like uh, at first you yeah, being able to go into Wananga with myself mm-hmm Um, it it did look like stepping away for a bit. Mm -hmm. It did look like reviewing what I was doing. Um,
0: And by that, you mean stepping away from, um, your normal commitments or what 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 were you stepping Um, away from?
1: Uh, yeah, I think I've been very fortunate to kind of step away from working. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. I stepped away from working for a little while. Mm-hmm. I stepped away from poetry for a little while, mm-hmm. um, and I got to be with myself. And and you know, um, again aligning with with Tāne, going into um, going to Papa Nukuya's mama to to find um, himself. Mm. You know, I have also moved out of the city um, mm-hmm. into the country. Mm-hmm. And so there I am, you know, like in the breast of, of our mama, mm-hmm. you know, um, listening to her heartbeat mm-hmm. every day, open the door, I'm, and that's where I am. And um, for me, this relationship with land is really developing. Um, yeah. And it's almost like a karanga to so many, again, just resonating with the people that it resonates with, but... Mm-hmm. Like they know, they get it. Mm -hmm. Like that. And they're informing me, you know, around, um, you know, what it means to be a kaitiaki of of a space of land, to Mm -hmm. be looking after land. And and for me, it's all brand new. You know, I came from inner city living, inner city poverty, to be exact, Mm. (laughs) you know, and uh, the only tool we had in our house was a butter knife. (laughs) <laughs> you tighten the screws up with a butter knife you fix the thing with a butter you know, you do everything with a butter knife so, you know, like being able to cultivate the land put my hands in the dirt Um, you know, have have a have a garden um, you know, um, plant an orchard build a fence mm-hmm. all of these things is like, again, it's like newborn, mm-hmm. you know, it's, a, it's amazing um, And is and that
0: creating the safety?
1: It, it really feels like it's just it's there like as soon as I open the door this this dynamic that I have this collaboration that i get get to have with the whenua is i think I think before I thought it was like this retreat you know like but now it's like in total curriculum you know like in the mm-hmm. curriculum of life. Mm-hmm. Like, Back to basics, like for me and my human experience, mm-hmm. the basics that I never, never got to learn. Mm. And then also there is this, um, historical or rather like, and there's a piece of this that is in my, in the up of being Māori as well, mm-hmm. like, um, urban drift, you know, mm-hmm. and the disconnect moving from pa to pa living to living in the cities and, I think I was second generation of that,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and now getting to honour the journey back to the Fenua, mm-hmm. back to the land, and and this particularly being where I am, which is in and around um, my hapu. Um, so yeah, I think it, yeah, I think it was a safety thing mm-hmm. at first. Um, and not realizing that until eight months of living there, you know that this is this is just a massive container.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. For wow, me. Mm.
0: that's huge. That's so big. And you're so right. Like sometimes, I feel like with some of this work, like inner work and self leadership and self governance, we become so dysregulated and so overwhelmed and so um, disconnected from where we feel like we're meant to be, even though wherever we are is where we are, so it is. But that journey back to integrity of what feels connected, sometimes we can think that it's like, you know, a holiday somewhere or like Mm. a really intense transcendental experience or like, we need to go on a, a medicine journey or, like, I don't know, something really transformational yeah. or big. Yeah. But sometimes, or what I'm hearing you share is, like, actually it's getting those basics right, like yeah. tending to the land, mm-hmm. making sure that you've got nourishing food, nourishing kai, that you're looking after the land, like, and getting that sorted as a strong foundation to then be able to actualize from. hmm and mm-hmm. that seems really powerful, like how many of us are thinking about that when we're thinking about how we're going to transform the ways that we come into deeper integrity and alignment with what we're being called to do,
2: mm-hmm.
0: to like go to a retreat or to come back to the basics, you know?
1: Totally. And I think what keeps echoing in my journey is this, is it a want? Um, This, this re-experiencing of being a the baby. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you've mentioned that a few times in this.
1: Because there's, I mean, I, I get to be in proximity of incredible, like, haitiaki of the fenua, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, I do the YouTube, <laughs> you know, I do all the things, I follow all the people, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so keen, you know, like, mm-hmm. with the gardening and things now. Yeah. You know, um, again, just stay over romanticization of all the things Mm -hmm. maybe that's what you get for drifting in the meta for so long (laughs) i can can
0: relate to that but in a different sense of like i feel like i'm always in these rabbit holes of like like for me it's it's about the psyche like what awakens and heals the psyche and Mm. i'm like in rabbit hole like it's my hobby you know and it's like (laughs) Okay, come out of the interwebs and come (laughs) back into the day, into the present, into nature, into relation with others. Yes, yeah, because that can be a form of disassociating for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because the hardest and deepest work that I have is in relation to others. Yes, that's where my trauma is.
1: Likewise, Mm -hmm. yeah, likewise, and uh, I, you know, I feel so lucky to have the privilege of hearing my whenua, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: because it is encouraging me back to relationship, I mm-hmm. feel.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, like um, I was I was talking to a friend about I'm not sure if I can go back into the world and inspire. You know, I'm not sure because I'm feeling this split mm-hmm. um, between wanting to do um, inspiring work externally and wanting to be here on the finua with myself. hmm um and in the morning, that morning that I shared that with a friend, it was a big dilemma. <laughs> I was like, "Oh man, what what is the potential of the split getting wider?" Mm-hmm. You know, and then I just go run off and live in the hills and and become a madman. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, and then I, w- I was like, because you know, in the morning the dilemma was, oh, I just want to be with the female. I mm-hmm. just want to the that's it. And I was like, well. W- why are you sitting inside? <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. so. I went outside to be with the finu, mm-hmm. and that's not the story it was telling me. It was it said that you know, like what I heard from the finu, which mm-hmm. is, which is totally my reality, which I love and choose, and that's a rabbit hole. It's mm-hmm. the burrow that I have let kind of light spill into mm-hmm. this relationship with the Fenua. Mm-hmm. and what it was saying back to me was, um, you know that. Uh, you can, that you love being out here, you can, you can feel this, you know, like this is, and this is what you can find in relationship, Mm -hmm. this level of consistency, Mm -hmm. because I'm consistent, Mm -hmm. you come outside, I'm always here,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I'm always asking for service, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm always giving, Mm -hmm. and replenishing, and growing Mm -hmm. for you, and so we are in this relationship of reciprocity. Um, and this is what you can look for in relationship mm-hmm. with others. Mm-hmm. This consistency that will be safe for you for now mm-hmm. in this season. Mm-hmm. Maybe at some point you might grow into being able to be <laughs> in relationships where, you know, reciprocity isn't centered, but for now, mm-hmm. this is what I'm sharing with you. Mm-hmm. And so you can go out and do that work, mm-hmm. but it will be with people that are in loving reciprocity mm-hmm. and consistent.
2: That is just
0: feeling something. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. What beautiful wisdom from the Fenua.
1: Yeah. So I went back inside and I sent the text message. I was like, nah, good brother, I got it. (laughs) 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 Yeah. It was like, oh, well, that's a mistake. Claiming claiming the knowledge of the
0: Finno. Oh no! <laughs> the dark ego's back. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, me. Yeah. No, it's not you, sweetie. So I'm
1: glad I get to honour the Finno here now with mm-hmm. you in in that light lighting and give that back after talk about the Finno and just off, constantly offering us compliments mm-hmm. and encouraging mm-hmm. and, the, and the and the the connotation of mother energy really flows into that for me. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Mm. Consistency, yeah. Consistency in a relationship whew, invites consistency from me. Mm. Mm. Reciprocity in a relationship invites me to stop looking at what I'm here to get.
1: Mm. Kilda,
0: mm-hmm. I hear that. It's really powerful to notice these things and then see how I get to be more of what I want. Mm. In an energetic sense, more joy and play in relationships, embody joy and play. Yes. What's in the way of embodying joy and play? That's my work to do.
2: That's no one else's
0: blame. That's no, no. one else's fault. That's no one else's drama. I can make it them, I can make it their drama, and then involve myself in the drama that I just created.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Totally. Yeah.
0: But it, it, Invited for me in my my healing journey uh, a season of loneliness. But I'm never alone. Mm. We're never alone. Mm. But it invited in um, spaciousness, a spaciousness that felt lonely because there wasn't the physical energy of something else in a human form um, to really look at and examine Who do I be in relation to others and have an honest conversation about that? And is that an integrity with my core values and what wants to move through me in this season? Mm -hmm. Because we get to die and be reborn over and over again while we're alive. And I was just hella confused, like so confused because it was hard to make sense of what was me and what was someone else. What had I picked up? and what was Mm. the other Mm. and and making that space and time and being very selective about who I chose to be near and you and Malu being two of them. um, It enabled a recalibration of my life force energy and to really look at the ways that I have been toxic and to look at the ways in Mm. which I have been dysfunctional Mm And look at the ways that I have perpetuated harm, the ways that I have continued to play out trauma across my family lines. And it's just so, um, I think, worthy mm-hmm. of taking that space and time to be honest with yourself about the part of you that resonates with dysfunction, to look at how you can excavate that and then be in resonance with something different. Mm-hmm. But that's that work is done, I think, in that reflective space on the land and in a safe container with someone or someone's, um, especially the more that I learn about trauma like relational trauma in particular, stressful experiences that have happened with another person, those are healed in relation to another. Mm-hmm. And hearing you say, you know, this deep work for you is around coming back to people Mm -hmm. and being near people, that's very true for me as well. And that trust that has to be built internally that I am safe to navigate this dynamic from a place of my inner knowing that even if something did happen or there was some red flags or there was – something emerging in the dynamic that was gonna be harmful. I can trust myself to navigate that because I've spent that time to go inward. But it's still a it's still like a it's still a challenging thing. Like the anxiety comes up, you know, and like when someone really sees you, you're like,
2: <laughs> Yeah.
0: Now you know things. <laughs> but the deepest work and the most rewarding work has been in allowing myself to open up again to people and trusting myself in that opening because of the discernment that has been developed that I can navigate those relationships from love, Mm.
2: Mm.
0: love for myself, Mm -hmm. love for their highest expression and love for what's in the moment, Mm -hmm. not romanticizing the potential and fantasy island of what could be, but being able to truly see what's being presented in front of me and to love that. And that has been a really powerful gift in this work of coming back to others. But I'm curious what that's like for you, hearing as you are on that journey of I want to stay on the land or go and be with people and cultivate those deeper connections. How's Mm -hmm. that feeling for you now in terms of what you're noticing and how you relate to others, and what you're overcoming to relate to others.
1: Yeah, Tony. Totally. I mean, I love everything you've just shared. It's so on point to the journey that I'm that I'm going through. I feel it's somewhat shared. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um. Yeah, I think one of the biggest realizations, and you and you touched on it, is um, that I've done all this work. Um, Maybe it's not even work I've lived all this life You know And For more love to come in Mm -hmm. um, And so there it is Here it is Mm -hmm. You know And so I go out into the world It is resonating And so Love invites love in Mm -hmm. So other people Resonating Mm -hmm. Um, And then they arrive As a confrontation (laughs) It's just like Oh The stinger (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> you know, like because uh, you've done half the excavation, you know, of a of a thing that lovers now asking you to inviting you for more excavation in relation mm-hmm. to others. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, for me, I've been finding myself maybe intentionally placing myself in Wālanga with with um, and in ceremony and in conversation with always with women. Mm-hmm. You know, and my um, my learnings there are always, like, distant from, from what I grew, grew up with, you know. Mm-hmm. Grew up in a very kind of male-dominated um, environment, you know, that, um, and, and with heaps of toxicity, toxicity as well. And mm-hmm. so those things kind of s- were sewn into my psyche, you know. Mm-hmm. And I had done, I think I have... I'd done as, worked as far or, or got as far as I could in isolation to, to unravel some of those things. And um, before I started being in Wānanga and in the um, proximity of women and, and um, sharing in sacred space, which is just an ultimate privilege mm-hmm. as a Tani you know, as a man. Mm-hmm. I was doing that with men, mm-hmm. which is an echo of the extremity, you know, like mm-hmm. it was an echo of, of kind of the limit that I'd reached. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still, I mean, I'm still um, doing that work with men, which is is beautiful. But now I get to kind of um, cross over and, and hear, you know, these the like what comes through is the mother experience, like for, for me, like and 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 again, you know, maybe informed by the Finua too, but and really brought back to the space of my own mum, mm-hmm. you know recontextualising old stories you know Mm -hmm. old um, traumas from the position of my mum Mm -hmm. so again another framework in te ao Māori uh, we talk about um, the first being that was ever created was gifted you know like these body parts of the atua Mm -hmm. and you know again the the worthiness of, of aligning to such stories but um What happens when I re-experience an event in my life from, from a different gift of the Atua?
2: Mm. Mm.
1: Mm. And so I was able to move into an understanding and the, you know, and hear the plight of these, the gifts in our, in the realm of, of women. Mm-hmm. And it really confronted some of my own pad- old patterns and behaviors. Mm-hmm. It has fully shaken the tree. Um,
0: what's fallen from the
1: tree? Yeah, well, I think some things went in really easily, mm-hmm. like, and I was proud of the work that I had done to come that distance. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what's falling from the tree now. Is how I relate to my partner
2: Mm -hmm.
1: in our home,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: which is the trickiest, Mm
2: -hmm. which
1: has been, has always been the kind of for me, the ground zero that's just been waiting for me to arrive. Mm -hmm. Mm. And my mum called that in. Mm -hmm. You know, she came out to where we live and we just had the best weekend, fires, you know. Fires at night, and and going to the beach, and spending time together, and you know, my mum's at this kind of um, phase in her life, um, that human developmental phase yeah. of, of legacy. I think mm-hmm. it's a lot of old stories that I'd never have heard before are coming out. It was a beautiful, amazing time. But her parting message was, um, well, it was a cheeky smile, <laughs> but but before that, she said, um, "Peace in the home," mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and then the cheeky smile it's like this all looks good on the outside Sun mm-hmm. you know just these are the things unsaid
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know um, this all looks good on the outside Sun and I can see you've done heaps of work but mm-hmm. there's more work to be done mm-hmm. in, in that in the you know in the home mm-hmm. peace in the home and mm-hmm. your subtleties of of um ego of of being comfortable in old patterns that you know in the home
2: because
1: mm-hmm. that's how I think it's easiest to just sit back and, and lean in the privilege of being a man
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> you know it's like at home you know like i watch what I want to watch mm. you know all this kind of stuff you know like um and you know to have my mum call that in you know like that that was noticed was just a real kind of recognition of the, you know, of some of the things that that were still not, that maybe I had noticed in deep sacred wānanga but then hadn't evolved and practiced in the home. yeah Happy to practice outside the home mm-hmm. because you get some honoring for that, mm. doing that outside the home. but mm-hmm. But, you know, doing it sporadically at home mm-hmm. and then choosing, you know, choosing when to kind of... Fall into old patterns. Mm -hmm. That at that level of subtlety, over time, I feel there is no subtlety, Mm -hmm. you know, and that proximity of relationship Mm -hmm. and love. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm. Wow, that feels really sacred, as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's where I think my my journey is now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe that's full transparency. That is full
0: transparency.
1: That's where my journey is now. Um,
0: It's that integrity at home. When Mm. no one's looking, Mm. when no one's watching, who do you be?
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: And with the insight and awareness of those things to shift, what is the micro-dose treatment? Mm. What is the healing balm? What is Mm. 1% better in that moment? Mm.
2: Mm.
0: And would home be where you're seen the most, where love makes its way to those
2: parts?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, like, I don't think, I mean, it can't be denied. Yeah. hmm Yeah. You know, and there's the, like you said, there's the offering of the big extravagant moments of love drop. Oh. hmm mm. And I want them, mm-hmm. like badly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to go out. I want to do the 13,000 spoken word event. Mm-hmm. But Spell.
0: <laughs>
1: Spell. Yeah. Spell. But the but there is just these micro steps that need to be taken in the
0: home first. Boom. Mm. Honoring you, my mm. brother. I love you.
1: Mm. And it's love you too.
0: Really incredible the ways that you can be truthful about the ways that your ego is deceiving you of ultralight beam love mm. making its way into your heart. And that you would be willing to share that in this space, in this way, in this time. And in doing so, bring light into the burrow of darkness. Mm. That is what you are currently experiencing. And I'm sure that this will be in resonance with someone listening, you know. And Mm. to to bring that kind of purpose to this pain you know it's really really potent and i just i just want to honor you for the sacredness of what you've shared and you've shared many sacred things as as you speak there is so much behind each word there's like a story behind every everything and so to sit here and and create a, a container for <laughs> where you are now is like you know i feel like we just need the Michael Moore podcast, so that we can do more. But <laughs> 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 um, I think we're going to do another episode together for sure. But yeah, just just wanting to to really honor the path that you've already traveled to get here, to string what you've strung together in this moment, and. You know, it's really clear and it's it's really present that you understand and are committed to the ongoing journey journey of your healing and mm-hmm. of your growth and of your expansion. Not just for you, but for your creation, what moves through you. And mm-hmm. um, for the love that you're here to express, mm-hmm. to make its way into uh, the whenua and into the hearts and minds of others. So, yeah, I just – I know we could just keep jamming. <laughs> it's going got to come to an end, though. But um, I didn't even ask any questions, which is so good. Um, hang on, I'm just going to have a look at this. Is there anything? It, okay, just one last question, and then anything else you want to speak into? Cool. If, If there was a way to unlock your unique leadership, Blueprint,
2: mm-hmm.
0: what would be the ingredients?
1: Mm. Something is still resonating about um, creation mm-hmm. that perhaps I think is um, potent for this mm-hmm. question. And mm-hmm. um, that there is what I am yet to create, but there is also what I have already created, mm-hmm. my children. Mm-hmm. And then there's the creation that I'm sewn into, which is the papa, mm-hmm. of me. Mm-hmm. And I think that scope of papa, of all the ways in which you've, be, you've been created, of all the things that you can potentially create and have created, has been my guiding light mm. for self-leadership. Mm. The, the journey of papa. And all its stories, and all its bloodline, and all its spaces, and all its places, and all its people mm. 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 Mm, beautiful It's such an a key journey mm-hmm. for everybody to explore. Of mm-hmm. Whakapapa and all its cycles, and mm, all its modes, and all its meaning—those that you give, those that are here now, mm,
2: mm. those
0: that you give, those that are here now—we mm. are the meaning maker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm.
1: And then, of course, the fuck up of the things we don't know, um, and being—I uh, was talking earlier to Saskia's mum actually about yeah. faith and fear, and how they're both the same thing. Well, mm-hmm. she was she was imparting this to me. Mm-hmm. Um, both a belief in the unknown, oh, so good. and if we we can lean over in fear, that's okay.
2: Mm. Mm.
1: You might get stung and come back, mm-hmm. and then develop and condition how to lean over in faith instead. Mm-hmm.
0: Got to go, so good, <laughs> so good.
1: Yeah, and for me, the journey has been in getting uncomfortable. It's uh, been, well, yeah, well, getting un- <laughs> uncomfortable, um, and experiencing what I don't know. Being a baby again and again mm-hmm. and again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and new. Experiences um, and getting comfortable with yeah, comfortable with that or yeah, comfortable and uncomfortable it's not the, but just learning to go through that Mm -hmm. yeah, learning to go through that to to relent and let go of what I know Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah, I'm I'm looking for something more but it really I feel it yep. can be that simply put.
0: That's it. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I feel too with you know recovering from stressful life events and not realizing how much potentially of our childhoods or of um you know previous experiences uh, have had on us. It makes sense that we default to fear.
2: Mm.
0: And there's some. Some noticings that we can have within ourselves of like if I've only ever seen fear, known fear mm. at home and mm-hmm. systems of oppression and wherever it is, I my reference point is fear. I look for more fear because that's what I know. Yes, and that's what I am an energetic, in en- energetic noticing with and for. Mm. And so there's some compassion, I think, that comes when you realise that, that actually I've only ever had reference points of mm. shit. Mm. And so I can have some, some empathy for my own journey. And then I can decide, okay, what if I could have faith? What would I need to feel safe there? Perhaps it's a conversation with yourself. For me, being able to shift from fear to faith, is around the certainty of it all being unknown.
1: Mm. Yes.
0: For me, my safety comes from the absolute known felt truth that I've got no fucking control over anything. Yeah. And that life is a beautiful dance of chaos. And I can come and bring some order into that Mm -hmm. and how I shape my experience and my world and my contribution. Mm. But if I could have faith, How would I show up and what would I notice? And it was a rewiring of my mind to see the world through that lens that I then started to notice the things that were beautiful and the things that were inspiring and the things that were encouraging and the Mm -hmm. things that were good in the world. Like now when we're in these crazy fucking times with COVID and all this other shit going on, it's like I always look for the helpers. That saying, I'm focusing on the helpers and then I focus in on what can I do with what I've got right now Hmm. and not overextend that, be really real about what I can do. And then in my energy, send a particular energy out, Uh peace, love, joy, whatever that is, and then hold that in my body and how I show up.
2: Uh
0: It's like a whole new reality becomes possible. But the tipping point was... Being able to have empathy and compassion that there's been some shitty experiences that have happened to me and they have shaped me into the person that I am. And in noticing the gifts, the lessons from those experiences, I can have an opportunity to shape my future by looking at it through the lens of faith Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and start to build evidence for that future, knowing that I've got no idea what's going on. Anyways, (laughs) yeah. Is there anything else that you would like to say as we come to a close? I feel like we're definitely at time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, in total agreement of, of everything you said there. It's like um, I, I think just to kind of wrap um, that I, that idea up of how whakapapa papa is working in my life is that I have I don't get to I don't have to leap into the unknown alone. Like the safety and container of whakapapa papa is always with me, especially when I learn and relearn and rewire mm. how to experience papa through the lens of faith and love mm. And then that's a going
0: back that's cool
1: i fly into the unknown in my papa spaceship mm-hmm. and what is pulled into my orbit then in terms of what i create mm-hmm. is done you know is, is swirling into the you know the body and and, and shape and space and Spiral of of fakapapa, mm-hmm. which is now, which I'm now learning to, you know, f- philosophically and, and ideally, you know, um, experience through love.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. I love that. Ah, I love our chats. This is so good. I'm so stoked we got to record one of
2: these. Like this is what happens
0: when we hang out. It's like these beautiful explorations of the human experience and to dance with these ideas, dance with possibilities, dance with what has brought us to where we are now and how that's going to influence and shape how we grow from here. And I'm just really grateful that you chose to open up so deeply um, with an audience. Um About what you've been navigating, what you are navigating, and um, it feels, yeah, really sacred. So thank you.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, I really appreciate it. This is, yeah, such a small word for how I feel, but yep, heaps of love. Thank you. Thank you.
0: All right, Iran, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, If people want to connect with you, how are they going to do that? Um,
1: I think as an artist, I've just um, got my Insta back up and running. Mm-hmm. Um, but I changed my, my name uh, just to, to my name, uh, Michael underscore Nice. Mm.
0: Okay, so they can hit you up on the gram.
1: Yeah, yeah nice. I think things will slowly filter back on there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I would say that's probably the best space for now. Nice. Mm. Magic. Okay,
0: well if there's been a resonance, connect with Michael on Instagram and let him know. Let him know what landed, what dropped. And um that's where this new is it the new baby maybe will be expressing.
1: Oh wow, yeah. Yeah. Yep, I'll take that. Magic.
0: <laughs> All right. Thanks. Bye. Take care. <laughs> Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I want to invite you to stop what you're doing right now and really reflect on what's landed for you in this episode. What was your aha moment? Write that down and turn it into an actionable goal for you to shift your reality. Inspiration without action leaves you where you were before this episode. So gift yourself this moment for change. If you've enjoyed the episode, please review the podcast. It really helps us grow the reach. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. And if you have a topic you'd like to hear more about, please slide into my DMs on Instagram at the underscore Gemma underscore Rose. See you next time. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition.